Welcome to At Peace Within. I'm Kelsey, holistic life coach and intuitive healer for empath entrepreneurs and creators. This podcast is all about the journey of healing, self-discovery, and growth we must take to prosper and thrive in life, mind, body, and spirit. One of my gifts is helping people create internal worlds so healthy and so happy, thriving in their lives and businesses becomes the natural byproduct. This podcast is here to help you do just that. I want to help you discover the incredible power that lies in healing your internal world. Because when you do, you discover the truest and freest version of yourself. So if it's time to break free from your self-assigned limitations, come home to your truth, and remember just how powerful you already are, then this podcast is for you. The name of this podcast is a reminder to myself and to listeners that inner peace is the one true goal we all have. It's the goal behind every other goal. It's what we're all looking for. Because when you are at peace within, that's when you are truly boundless and free. And life feels like magic. This is why I want to share with you exactly how I went from someone who was barely surviving to someone who is now thriving and has reached an incredibly deep level of inner peace. So thank you for listening. It's an honor to have you here. Enjoy the show. A 30-minute walk to the train station in the dark before sunrise. A two-hour train ride into London, then two underground trains to the airport. One eight-hour flight, followed by a four-hour layover, then another nine-hour flight. A half-hour-long customs line, a half-hour wait for baggage, and finally, an hour-long taxi ride. A 10-minute walk on foot after realizing the driver had dropped me off at the wrong address. And there I was. It was January 2018, and I had finally made it to Bali, Indonesia. Almost a year and a half prior, I had decided to quit my job as an English teacher start a digital marketing business, and work for myself online so that I could finally be free. After over a year of struggling to make that business work, things were finally going well enough for me to take off traveling. And so I was living the moment that I had been dreaming about for months. The next morning, I woke up and it was still pitch black, and... For a moment, I couldn't remember where I was. Then it hit me all at once, and I couldn't believe it. It felt like I was in a dream. I couldn't believe that I had made it. Not everyone can just take off in the middle of January and decide to live in Bali for two months. Well, they can. They just think they can't. And I was quite aware of that. I was quite aware of how impossible this felt for me as well just a few short months ago, and how much work needed to be done on myself and my belief systems just for me to even be there in that moment. I felt such gratitude for the amazing coaches and healers I had been working with that were guiding me through my healing process. 
And at the same time, I knew this was only the beginning and that I still had so much to learn. I decided for my very first morning in Bali, I wanted to watch the sunrise from the beach. Walking down the road, I noticed that Bali had already woken up too. The music of ceremony bells ringing in the distance, women in long wrapped skirts and baskets on their heads smiled at me as we made eye contact, stray dogs walking with me like we were suddenly on the same mission, loud motorbikes passing by every few seconds. I'll never forget the beach that morning. It was stormy and gray and the waves crashed violently onto the shore. It wasn't exactly what I had imagined. Over the next few days, as I found my way around, taught myself how to drive a motorbike in the middle of all the insane Balinese traffic, and scoped out the nearby cafes to find a good place to work from, I started to feel an impending doom and I had no idea where it was coming from. Each day when I got back to my room, I immediately felt like I was suffocating. Soon the feeling was with me all the time, no matter where I went or what I did. I remember thinking to myself, um, hello, where's all the relaxation and bliss? The serenity and peace? The happiness, joy, flow of creativity? They were nowhere to be found. Instead, there was paralyzing self-doubt and suffocating anxiety, and it was not what I had signed up for. But a place can't solve your problems for you. You take your problems with you wherever you go. And suddenly I realized there were no more distractions. There was no one else's energy to feel but my own. In fact, I was completely alone, probably for the first time in years. And so naturally it began. Everything I had been suppressing and ignoring was bubbling to the surface, demanding to be felt, demanding to be acknowledged. And I realized, with both horror and fascination, that this had been my soul's plan for me all along. And I imagined travel as this amazing spiritual force doing this to so many people all around the world, disguising itself in people's hearts as wanderlust, so that they pack up and leave behind the world they know, so that they can finally explore the one they've never known, the one on the inside. I felt deceived. My soul had conspired with the spirit of travel to seduce me into going to beautiful Bali. I was going to eat delicious vegan food, explore the beaches, improve my beginner surf skills, take some amazing pictures, and of course, work hard on my business from all the cafes. It was going to be an incredible two months. I was going to make more money than I ever had, covering all my expenses and even putting some away for the next trip as well. But apparently, this was my plan not Z-Plan. Z-Plan, turns out, was much different. It involved finally getting me still enough to feel everything that was ready to come to the surface so that it could be processed and released. 
so much easier said than done, especially when you have other plans and you're stubborn like me. So the first thing to arise was the anxiety, which felt like an inner earthquake threatening to destroy the illusion of safety and security I had worked so hard to build. But what I had built was inevitably going to come crashing down anyway, because before you can truly build anything, the foundations have to be strong. And mine were non-existent. My foundations were self-criticism, self-doubt, and not ever feeling good enough. My normal was trying to please everyone else, having no clue what my own needs were and therefore not being able to meet them, and then resenting myself and everyone around me for not doing what I wanted. I had also trapped myself in the prison of perfectionism, completely unaware that I was the one keeping myself in it. I was operating completely in my masculine energy, suppressing my divine feminine. My sensitive nature felt like a curse, and I cared so much about what other people thought that I would often not do things I wanted to do and not say things I wanted to say just to make sure I wasn't stepping on anyone's toes. As soon as I got settled in Bali, it felt like the rug was being pulled out from under my feet and a huge mirror placed right in front of my face, showing me everything about myself I didn't want to look at. So at first, I resented the damn place. Then I resented myself for resenting the place that was supposed to be amazing, the place so many of my digital nomad friends always raved about. Then I felt abandoned. I thought Mother Bali was rejecting me, that perhaps it was a mistake coming here after all and I didn't actually belong. This, of course, was just a story, one that I had been telling myself my entire life since childhood. The reason my body felt safe enough to finally purge and release all of these emotions was because of the safe, loving, spiritual place Bali was. Mother Bali wasn't rejecting me. She was holding me. Eventually, I realized the only thing left for me to do, alone on the bare floor with no rug and this huge mirror, was to simply allow to learn to let go for now of where I so desperately wanted to be, an idea that I had been hanging on to so tightly that I didn't realize how much I was actually hurting myself in the process by not allowing myself to be where I was and rejecting and dismissing who I was in that moment with shame and disgust. And so, while all the walls came crashing down around me, I realized all I could do was try to take care of myself as best as I could. And so, this became my new focus, my mission. And again, with both horror and fascination, I realized this had been part of the plan all along. The truth was that underneath 
all the insecurity and resistance and limiting beliefs. This is what I truly desired. This is why I had come to Bali, to repair the relationship I had with myself, to heal, release, and surrender, to build a foundation of self-care and self-love, a foundation of internal validation, self-acceptance, understanding, compassion, and appreciation for myself and who I was in that very moment. To become my own loving, caring, best friend, guide, ally, mother, and self-love warrior. To face the emotions head-on, to feel them, accept them, to stop dismissing them and instead validate them, to accept where I was as reality and choose consciously to be there. It was a painful process because it took a while for me to accept what was happening, what I was meant to do. My stubbornness and various habits of numbing myself out in order to not feel did nothing but extend the pain and the lesson longer. I was forcing myself to spend all day inside in a cafe. I would barely get anything done because I was unable to focus, and then I would hate myself for not doing enough. The more I pushed myself to work hard on my business, the more my anxiety would flare up. The more I ignored my true feelings and resented myself for not feeling positive emotions like happiness and excitement, the more empty and alone I felt. I didn't realize it at the time, but by dismissing my true feelings, by denying my own truth, I was sending a powerful message to my subconscious that I was unworthy, that my truth didn't matter, that I didn't matter. Besides that, I was barely letting myself enjoy the beautiful place I was in. I was in one of the most stunning places in the whole world. And although I did explore and take some beautiful photos, because of the conflict going on within, I wasn't able to fully enjoy and appreciate my surroundings. The more I tried to distract myself with habits that didn't serve me, the longer the lesson went on. And it went on and on and on for an entire month. Then on the fifth day of an awful spell of Bali Belly, which felt like the worst food poisoning combined with the worst flu ever, and pretty much had me hanging onto the toilet 24-7, I was literally lying on the bathroom floor, too exhausted to move, when I thought to myself, fuck this. I give up. I will do whatever you want me to do. Just tell me. Tell me what to do. Show me what to do. I repeated this over and over again for what seemed like hours as the emotional pain and physical pain became too much for me to ignore anymore. I realized that it was only with the Bali belly that I would have come to the surrender. The thing is, you will never miss a sign from the universe. It will just keep getting louder and louder and louder until you listen to it. And as it so often happens, 
what felt like the worst thing was in fact the best thing, the necessary thing. And I soon realized this trip wasn't ever supposed to be about doing or forcing or striving as I had been doing for my entire life. Instead, it was about being, allowing, accepting, feeling, and healing. One morning during meditation when I finally decided to just sit there in the discomfort, to just be in it, to just be in the pain, in the anxiety, instead of trying to resist it or make it go away, it hit me. This was the first step. <laughs> By simply allowing myself to exist as is and be here now, I'm validating myself. I'm allowing these emotions to be processed and released instead of stuck inside me. I'm learning to feel at home within myself no matter what I'm feeling. And I'm learning to shift my focus from worrying about the future or dwelling in the past to this beautiful present moment. This realization was so freeing and so life-changing. Little by little, I also learned to be okay with being completely and totally alone. That loneliness is an opportunity. It's just a sign that you need yourself more than ever, that you've been neglecting yourself, and you need to come home to your own love. Mirror work, meditation, yoga, breathing exercises, journaling, feeling, and validating every single emotion that came lovingly correcting the self-critic and reminding myself again and again and again that I was enough, that I am loved, that who I am is whole, perfect, and complete. I started writing down all of the things that I could do on a daily basis to take better care of myself, and I adopted this practice as my new job, as my work. I let everything else go, and I focused 100% on creating a healthier and happier internal world. No more bullshit. No more excuses. I got a new coach who was trauma-informed so that we could go deeper into the healing work. All of this because I knew the direction my life was headed was not where I wanted to go. The version of myself that was playing out wasn't my truest and freest version. It wasn't who I really was. It was a version based on past programming and conditioning and the pain that I had suffered in childhood. I was literally living out the stories of my subconscious. It was happening in real time in my real life and it was keeping me from the happiness, inner peace, and success that I deserved. And I wanted to meet the real version. I wanted to live my best life and be my best self. I wanted to know what that meant. Because everyone talks about that so much. Be your best self. Live your best life. I wanted to feel what that was actually like. 
right as I was having all of these big realizations about myself and my life and making a plan for the rest of my time in Bali and developing this new self-care practice, a friend of mine decided to quit her job and fly out to come stay with me so I could mentor her and teach her about online business. I said yes, even though it was a bad time. (laughs) And on top of that, I even suggested that we share a room to save money. It just goes to show how little self-worth I had and how much I was denying my sensitive nature at that time. And here it was again, the big mirror, showing me what I needed to look at. And as it so often happens, what seemed like the worst possible thing at the time was actually the best thing. It was an opportunity. As difficult as it was, this was a major lesson I had to learn. Unfortunately, I had to learn it the hard way, (laughs) but for me, it was the only way I would have learned it. I had to learn to choose my well-being and my needs, even when I knew it would most likely inconvenience and very possibly offend my friend. We had planned to travel around Bali together for a few weeks, but when she got there, I knew I just couldn't do it. Because of the strong calling I felt that it was time to focus on myself and heal, I knew as an empath, I simply would not have been able to do that while at the same time sharing space with someone else. It was time to get super clear with myself about what my needs were, stop denying my own truth, and instead embrace it. So I tried to explain myself as best as I could. I told her it was nothing personal and canceled everything we booked and booked myself a new accommodation. As hard as this was because I didn't want to disappoint my friend, doing this for myself changed me. It made me realize it's up to me and me only to number one, get clear about what my needs are and number two, voice them. It also made me realize how many times I had betrayed myself by dismissing my truth and doing what others wanted just to keep the peace. With compassion and understanding, I realized it wasn't my fault, that I had learned this growing up. My truth and my needs not being important or valid was a learned program. But now that I was aware of it, it was my responsibility to shift it. So I made a promise with myself that I would be my own care provider from that moment on. I made a pact that I would do my best to honor and protect my truth going forward. Over the course of the next month, I watched my business come to a complete halt, my savings drain, my mental health go completely out the window multiple times. But then, something incredible started happening. Because of the work I was doing and because of the new relationship I had with myself, I started to experience glimpses of a different version, a truer and freer version that was rising from within. I started noticing changes, new thought patterns, new behaviors, randomly being in a good mood for no reason at all, 
the way I was speaking to myself in my own mind, the way I was treating myself, going for a walk, taking myself out to a cafe, going for a ride on my motorbike, it felt like I was finally able to actually enjoy these simple things at a level I had never experienced before. It felt like I was doing all of these things for the first time with someone I loved. When I left Bali, I continued this self-care practice and tweaked it and developed it. And I continued working with mentors and coaches and healers to help guide me and keep me on track. And little by little, I built my real foundations, strong ones that would allow me to create a life I was in love with. They were foundations of self-discovery, healing, and growth, all through a perspective of complete self-compassion and self-love. This would put me down a path leading me to a freedom and an inner peace I never thought possible. So I wanted to start this podcast by sharing that story with you because to me it represents such an important lesson, one that I've carried with me ever since um, that experience and have actually based a lot of my work and coaching around and it's that You can have the quote-unquote best life on the outside. You can tick off all those boxes and seemingly have everything you want, but if the inside isn't healthy, none of it matters. And in fact, the only thing that truly matters is the state of your internal world. And there are always going to be goals that you simply cannot reach that don't even line up with you energetically until you've healed your internal world. And there are so many other lessons within this story that I'll be diving into in future episodes, like the power of knowing your own needs, the power of self-love, and healing the relationship you have with yourself, and so on. Healing your internal world and being at peace within is always the goal behind the goal, whether we're consciously aware of that or not, And no, you do not have to go all the way to Bali to attain it. That was simply my journey. And if yours doesn't involve traveling, that's okay too. I believe you can heal your internal world no matter where you are, as long as you're not in a toxic environment. So for anyone who is in a toxic environment, an environment that is negatively affecting your mental, emotional, spiritual, or physical health, or all of the above, the first step for you would be to get out of that and literally go anywhere else. Once you're in a safe environment, it's going to be so much easier to heal and create inner peace and build a life you're in love with. So with that, I want to say welcome to this podcast and thanks so much for being here. I'm so excited to dive more into these topics and break things down even further in future episodes. Thanks so much for listening to At Peace Within. I hope you enjoyed and if you did, I would love for you to write me a review on iTunes and send this episode to someone you think would resonate. 
I'm actually holding a contest and I'm giving away a whole month of free life coaching. So the contest starts today and goes until Monday, December 16th. And all you have to do to be entered for your chance to win an entire month of free coaching is number one, find this podcast on iTunes and write me a review there. Number two, share this podcast on your Instagram story. And number three, tag me in that story at Seek Traveler, S-E-E-K-T-R-A-V-E-L-E-R. For details about the contest and everything the free month of coaching includes, you can also check out the link in my Instagram bio at Seek Traveler or visit my website, seektraveler.com. Remember, you have the power within you to transform yourself and your life. You are the master of your own inner peace. You are powerful beyond measure, and I believe in you. Until next time.